Dateline, 30th of November, 2015. Come in, Steve. Steve, can you hear me? I can only just hear you, mate, and uh, welcome, folks, to the Australia Desk for, well, what episode is it, Grant? Because I'm on holidays, and I'm in Fiji. Uh, who cares? It's an episode, It's and you're in Fiji. I don't want to talk about time. Time is an illusion, especially when you're in Fiji. Everything stops. I should know. I was just there earlier this year. <laughs> Everything is on Fiji time over here, mate, and I can tell you, I think they've only just cleaned up all the carnage from when you were here a few weeks ago. <laughs> a few months ago, mate, but uh, don't forget... The Fiji time, you know, like when the internationals come in, it's uh, the, the tower responds with Zulu time report. When the locals come in, they give them the local time. And when it's the uh, island aircraft, they say, well, it's Tuesday, mate. It's Tuesday. <laughs> well, there you go, mate. There you go. We better get this done quickly, mate, because I'm not sure how long this uh, Wi-Fi connection is going to last here at this hotel. But uh, yeah, we did uh, fly over here with uh, Virgin Australia and, um, well, in what ATC Ben describes to me as achievement unlocked, we actually experienced a, a rejected takeoff at Melbourne. We had to have two shots at it before we got off the ground. That was interesting. Well, that always makes for a bit of a challenge. You've got two goes at the acceleration and the fun and the uh, you know, N1 going up to 20% and then all the way up and things like that. Half your luck. Yeah, well, I don't think he made it all the way up. He sort of spooled the things up and we started to uh, really get into moving. And then just as quick as he'd spooled it up, he, he pulled it off again and uh, basically came to a reasonably abrupt halt and uh, took the high-speed uh, exit there off of uh, runway 16 at Melbourne. Uh, don't really know why. Something to do, I think the captain said something to do with traffic separation on the ground or something. We, we don't really know, but, um, I mean, it was very well handled by the crew, I'd have to say, it, uh, you know. Uh, uh, you know, I got nothing to really complain about. It was quite interesting, actually. But um, yeah, we just sort of trundled off and got back in line and, and took off again and smooth sailing after that. But uh, for any of our, uh, you know, Melbourne-based listeners, I would be curious to know if there's any gossip. Uh, Yankee India Yankee was the uh, call sign. It was the uh, aircraft, the seven three seven from Virgin, and uh, yeah, it was uh, Saturday morning at ten o'clock. And uh, just you know, I'm curious as to know just what was going on. Nobody seems to know. I'm sure it wasn't anything major, but uh, yeah, interesting nonetheless. Yeah, I've got uh, my sources on the inside trying to find out the info of what happened, but uh, they're uh, they're not in ops, so I don't know. It could take a little while for the word to percolate back, if at all. But, mate, um, I'm guessing that that aircraft left a little late, uh, so it may not have contributed to uh, Virgin's topping the punctuality stats for October. Uh, may, <laughs> they, they were good in October, but, uh, well, this is November, so maybe they're not going to be top in November. I don't know. We pushed back at uh, about 20 minutes late, so uh, not too bad. After all, I work in the railways, Grant, so I'm not going to complain about late running. We do it. We do it much better than uh, than the airlines do. But uh, oh yeah, well, ever since you redefined on time to be plus or minus 20 minutes. Oh, there you go. There you go. So um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And uh, had we not had to have that little uh, interesting um, second go at uh, taking off, we probably would have been on time. But uh, yeah, very good flight across the Pacific, uh, about uh, five hours and. Uh, yeah, it went in a flash, mate. The only other uh, observation I'd have on the flight is that the in-flight entertainment system wasn't working the uh, streaming Wi-Fi. I had the app ready on my iPad, and, well, lucky I had an iPod full of uh, podcasts to listen to. That's all I can say, mate. Oh, well, you know, uh, last time I came back from Fiji, Kit was watching everything on the on the iPad that, or the um, Android tablet that they gave her up, up there where we were sitting, and I was just churning through magazines and passing them to the cabin crew to pass through the door to the tech crew. We landed and they were like, oh, thanks, mate. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Steady stream of magazines for them to flip through at, uh, at cruise. 
Oh, there we go. So I'm going to enjoy it here on beautiful Denaroo Island here in Fiji uh, for another week or so and then get back into it. But uh, in the meantime, Grant, I think you had one story in the list there that was talking about uh, some more Fokker 100s heading down to Australia from, of all places, Austria. That's right, mate. As we reported previously, Alliance Air, uh, Airlines here in Australia has uh, started doing their maintenance with uh, an Austrian technic crowd, um, a maintenance repair overhaul organization in Austria. They've uh, found that it's cheaper to do it up there rather than here in Australia. And I think, you know, we were wondering, we thought it was a little odd and we weren't sure how it was working out, but uh, I think we're seeing a bit of a linkage coming through from it in that Lufthansa's uh, subsidiary Austrian Airlines, that's Australian, not Australian Airlines, it's Austrian Airlines, are going to offload their uh, 21 Fokker 100 and Fokker 70 aircraft to Alliance. And in fact, in the deal, Lufthansa becomes a, uh, a shareholder in Alliance through Austrian. The Austrian are going to take a, uh, I believe it's about a 12% stake in Alliance. So this is pretty interesting. It's really interesting and uh, good for Alliance too, because not only are they getting financial backing, but they're getting some, uh, you know, basically a new fleet of aircraft, or maybe not new, but newer, and that can't be a bad thing. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's all pretty good. Um, Basically, I, be, I believe um, Austrian are offloading them to um, go for e-jets from Embraer. And, uh, yeah, we're going to see extra Fokker 100s. And Alliance currently operates 15 of them and uh, eight Fokker 70s. They've got five Fokker 50s, which are the turboprops, and they're in the process of getting rid of them, as we reported previously. But, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be pretty interesting. Uh, we've got a whole lot of Fokkers coming down here. Absolutely, and I tell you what, mate. Uh, we keep talking about uh, the, you know the mining boom coming off, and smaller airlines like Alliance doing a lot of work up into those areas for the mining operations. Well, it says something uh, positive about that airline. I think when they can they can still be doing this and getting financial backing from a, from a major European airline, and uh, despite the downturn in the mining boom, so they must be doing something right. So that's a good news story for aviation. Indeed, mate. Indeed, I think what you'll find is that uh, they may uh, Alliance may be getting rid of some of their older ones. Uh, they may be breaking up a few of uh, Austrians' older ones for parts for the, to keep their ones running. Uh, but again, that'll all be sorted out by Austrian Technik Bratislava, which is the MRO that they're dealing with. So yeah, it's uh, we'll see how that all comes out. But I suspect it'll be keeping Alliance's Fokkers in the air for a lot longer than uh, expected. They're talking about at least another ten years. Yeah. Now, Grant, I'm sitting here in uh, Denaroo Island in Fiji. You want to know what the best part is about the hotel I'm staying in, of course, is that it's right near the airport. So we're right under the flight path. There's uh, ATRs flying over here from Fiji Airways semi-regularly. I mean, it's not a busy part of the world, but, you know, it's still fun to look at from my point of view. Yeah, well, that would be the ones. They're actually operated by Fiji Link, kind of like you have uh, Coburn and, and Coon. They're, they're the smaller air, um, sub-airlines operating under Qantas Link. So it looks like it's Qantas, but it's actually operated by another airline. Same with Fiji Link. They're operating the ATR 72s, 42s, and the Twin Otters uh, with the Fiji Airways paint schemes on them. So, uh, yeah, mate, that's a pretty good spot. Uh, where I was, I was on a, an island further out from the mainland. And, uh, yeah, we by the time we saw most of those aircraft, they were a lot higher. In fact, I was mostly seeing them on Flight Radar 24 when they were going overhead at many thousands of feet. <laughs> oh, there you go, mate. Well, my only question to you is, well, you know, it's so beautiful here. Do I have to come home? Well, that's up to you, your missus, and the bank manager. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's mainly up to the bank manager, mate. So in that case, I'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Steve Vischer reporting from Fiji. And I'm Grant McCarran, where today it's been probably about as hot as Fiji, but nowhere near as much fun. <laughs> Cheers, folks.